We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Jack Ramsey's postgame show. Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague, Blazers win 122-107, as some idiot always like to say. Uh, that's a winning streak. Three games in a row for the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, two games you could say they could probably, they should have competed in. Tonight, even without Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Blazers absolutely housing the Bucks, beating them in Milwaukee for the first time since 2013, behind another 25-plus point performance from Anthony Simons. I don't think anybody really saw that one coming, including those folks in the desert. Las Vegas had them as 11 and a half point dogs. That is a massive, massive line. Uh, anybody who put out real, real money, uh, congratulations to you for taking the long shot odds. Cause I think they were plus 600 uh, for anybody new wow. here. Welcome. We appreciate you. Love you. Uh, if you're new to the show, please like, rate, review, subscribe, subscribe to the channel. It's free. It's easy. It helps us grow the show. If you're a returning viewer, thank you. We appreciate you. Brandon, mm. what say you? Ah, what say me? <laughs> Let's see. Let's start here. Um, they can never be the best at winning, and they can never be the best at <laughs> This team loves to be in misery and always loves to be in the middle. But I will say... Um, let's embrace the play-in. Let's lose the draft pick. Let's get swept in round one because that would have mean we eliminated LeBron James and the LA Lakers out of the playoff picture. Okay. Okay. I like it. Oh, and we've also would have bumped New Orleans, which means we would have got their pick. So we lose a pick, we get a pick, and Anthony Simons is God. Um, that's basically what I've concluded from tonight. That tracks. That tracks. Uh, Joey says the Blazers suck at tanking. Um, we've always They're said awful. we've always said this organ. T players don't tank, coaches don't take, organizations tank. Until the organizational call for the front office or the front office calls for the um, restraint of minutes. Anthony Simons just may be too good at this. Well, yeah. I mean, you have a guy that's currently on a an incredible hot streak. It was his third game of 25 plus points in a row. What did he finish with tonight, Danny? 30? 31, 30, I believe. 31? Yeah. So the last three games, 29, 30, and now 31. Look, you got some really good players in this league. It's hard to to tank when you have a player with that kind of production. Um, you pair that with Yusuf, who gives you good stats. I know he's not the most efficient guy, but he gives you good stats. You've got Justice Winslow playing like a man on fire. Um, you got Josh Hart out there, who's a really good role player. Like 
you've got guys playing right now for this team that play too hard. And and I'm 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 with uh, Joey there. They can't tank. They can't tank. You might be right not as constructed. Order. No, because you you have to play Ant for the development purposes. Right. Josh Hart is healthy and the league doesn't like when you're sitting healthy, no. guys. So you can't just fake an injury. Yusuf is still on this team. Like, I, I don't know what the minute restrictions are going to be, but they've got to figure this out because I'm telling you, they are they're playing with fire here. They're, they're not a good team. And yet they're playing just well enough to make some people think that they're legit and they're doing well enough to lose their their first round draft pick. Yeah. So here's the thing that's, that's really um I don't want to say frustrating, but this is the position that they're in is that Anthony Simons is that dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's that dude, dude in the sense of, you know, me, Brandon, as even as much as I love Ant, when I talk about him in a professional manner, it's let's see what he can do next. I, I am not quick to throw a label like star out there. That's not, that's not how I've ever acted. I want to see you deliver. He is six weeks of 25 and five. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, how bad of a team it is on. When you are doing it at 45, 40, 85 efficiency for six weeks, you're that dude. You can have a couple games. You can have Lynn Sanity go for 13 games or whatever it was, 14 games. You do not do this as the lead guy with these numbers and this efficiency when you're the number one guy on everybody's scouting report coming in and you go into Milwaukee and you kick Drew Holiday's ass. Took it to him. I mean, I've never seen somebody that Drew Holiday. I mean, he ate him up. It was multiple times. And you could see him feel him out in the first half. It was a situation where... It, you know, ah, let me we would back up, back up, back up. And he kept giving him space. And I said, no, no, don't do that. And the next thing he did is he jitterbugged and just boom, right to left, hit Holiday's shoulder to the foul. And I was like, yes! That was like, it was, you could see the maturation process, the thought process, all of it kind of coming out to one. And I say all of this to say that he's so good, he's going to draw so much attention that it's Dame-esque. He's going to free other guys up. Yep. And if he's doing this, if he's capable of doing it against Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and a Bucks team that is very good defensively, they came in and kicked the crap out of this Portland team the other night. And, yes, Giannis is a big part of that. Yeah. Drew and Chris are not – they're not scrubs. They, <laughs> Drew's – if you ask me, the two best perimeter defenders in the NBA right now are Ben Simmons and Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. And I think the best guard defender in the league is Drew Holiday. And if he can go out there and do that – you got to have some other guys on the team that just aren't good. And Josh Hart is good. Josh Hart's playing maybe the best basketball of his career. He's definitely shooting it better than any point in his career. He's absolutely killing from three. Justice Winslow is actually facilitating as that kind of quasi-short-roll Draymond Green uh, as a creator, as a release valve when they trap Anthony Simons. He's finding Greg Brown on on baseline cuts. He's finding Yusuf Nurkic on backside rolls. He's finding C.J. Ellaby and Ben McLemore in the corners, and they're knocking down shots. Tonight, Brandon, they they hit 18 of 43 threes. And that's the big thing, as we've always talked about, even when Dame was healthy. This team hits threes, they can do some stuff. I, yeah, I, um... 
it's hard because I'm, I'm balancing things here, right? Like I, I'm balancing trying to be real. And then I'm also balancing fandom because mm-hmm. I, I can't help but watch Ant and just be amazed. He had a move tonight where he like went around a guy or I can't remember the move he did, but I remember we were watching the live party and he did the move and he ended up doing like a running shot that banked in. And we were both like, he, he cooked the whoa. whole team, cooked the whole team. And those are things that I'm loving to watch. I, I I love watching this kid grow. And I think it leaves me more and more. Like, it, it swayed me so far from where I was a month and a half ago. I was on this podcast telling you, you can't sell me Dayman. And and I, I still hope they go get a Jeremy Grant-type player to add to this. They've they've gotten bigger. They've gotten more athletic. Yes. That's, that's the good thing. By the way, I'm not telling you Josh Hart is better than CJ McCollum. He's not. But He's a better f- Fit. He's a better fit. And I think that is a very important thing to remember here is they need length. They need athleticism. And when you get a healthy Dame back, a Josh Hart for 12.9 mil is a bargain. Now, with that being said, as much as I love watching it grow and watching him become what this, this is the butt. I get it. There's going to be some fans that push back against this and I get it. I I'll own it. You get the the portion of the fan base that says, oh, you love to live in misery. No, I don't. I've loved watching this team win. This team as currently constructed is not a winning team. This is a team that should be valuing the draft. I thought Joe Cronin made moves to basically tell you they valued the draft. The problem is they are blowing this. Now, it's not – they are not out of the water yet to get a great pick. They're only six games back of like the third worst record yes. in the NBA. They, they, it's both the active tankathon stats right now. Portland Trailblazers are twenty-four and thirty-four, ten games under five hundred. That would give them the Pelicans pick at twenty-three and thirty-four, the eighth pick, Portland ninth pick, and they are five games away from the Indiana Pacers. And this right. group of games they have coming up, which I did not expect them to beat to win this. If any of any of the games in here, no, nope. this is the one game I definitely did not think that they would win. Not oh, in, man. in any way. We, we both talked about our, our parlays in the, on the pregame. I'm not telling you I had, I had faith that they would win. But when he plays, when, when Ann is out there, as a guy who is rooting for them to lose games, it's making me nervous now. Like, I, it's insane. He's good enough to, to, to pick them out of a deficit. He's good enough to bury He can win you a game. Who doesn't have their best player. He, he can win those games. And so, again, we're going to run the tankathon numbers. We just told you they're five back of Indiana. This thing isn't over yet, but it's 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 a little frustrating. I'm starting to get to that point where I know they should be losing. You know they should be losing. Yep. 90% of the people know they should be losing, and they keep winning. And it's it's only hurting what they can be next year and maybe the next two years. I still am very much like they need to organizationally come down from the top at the deadline. Or to be at the at the All Star break, the which is there's one game left. They play play and, Memphis, then it's the break, and they will lose that game. Like, I I have a reeling suspicion that they just that Jaw is just going to be too much for them. Yes, yes. Um, but after that, they've got Denver, they've got Phoenix, they've got Minnesota twice, they've got Utah. It is a gauntlet. But here's the thing: no matter they could be, they could win every single one of these games. They could win every single one of these games, and if they did, you enjoy it, whatever. But do not get caught up in the 2016 stuff again. That, oh, they're just a small tweak away. 
because this even if this even if this even if they did that, it's lightning in a bottle, and I everybody knows I love Anthony Simons. It does not last. It is it is, but you can enjoy it in that moment. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that downplay it. Don't enjoy it. The, the, or, 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 you know, to completely downplay it of like, oh, God, you're just down, Danny Downer. What I'm saying is you've got to be both short-term and long-term when you're looking at this franchise. And it's one of those situations where, let's say they do rattle off some wins. And Jason Quick was just the smartest dude in the room. <laughs> 11 in a row, baby. <laughs> hey, they got three. Eight they got more. three. Eight more to go. Eight more. But this is not a... This is an 82-win team. This is not a 16-win team. This is not a playoff team. They don't have the things that you need. They are still missing pieces, and that's okay. But that's – if nothing else, what you're seeing right now, at least for me, Brandon, is you are seeing Joe Cronin's vision of what this team could be. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have all the parts necessarily that they want to have, but you're seeing the general idea of how they want to play basketball, which right. is be bigger, be longer, be more athletic, take advantage of those things, and exploit those opportunities. And it looks so good, and it's it's so overwhelming because Portland has not had this in seven years, maybe longer. Right. You you legitimately might have to go back to the Clyde era before you had guys like Portland has right now as far as wanting to get out on the break and then kind of capitalizing on it. Can I add a quick yeah, caveat go. before you finish that? Um, you just reminded me, I wanted to bring it up in the postgame. Casey, shout out our good friend, Casey Holdall. Mm-hmm. Great stat tonight. First time all five starters have had four assists or more yep. since 2003. Yep. So not only do you have more size and athleticism. You have playmaking on the floor all at one time. Playmaking and guys willing to share the basketball. That's You always talk about this, and I I sometimes disagree with with you, just, I guess, in circumstances, but we talk about ball movement. Mm -hmm. And and you say, you know, more ball movement does not indicate better offense. It's more about when you pass, who you pass, et cetera. Yes. The only time I push back is when you have a team that collectively comes together, and maybe a guy has an okay shot, but he'll kind of kick it for that slightly better shot. And you can sometimes implement better mm-hmm. ball movement that way. And I thought that's what you saw a lot tonight. And it's kind of what you see with this group uh, as of late. This is where like, this isn't my pushback. This is my addendum to it. I would, I would say, and I would frame this as, and this is something I have wholeheartedly believed for so long. People think that because they can pass a basketball in at recess, that you can pass a ball, pass a basketball in the NBA. You can't. Very, very few people in the NBA can be good, heady passers, particularly on the move. Uh, A a quick little tidbit of uh, Anthony Simons, uh, the interview that I did with him on Friday. It'll drop here in a couple days. One of the things that we talked about was his ability, his interior passing. And he said, one of the things the coaches were so surprised by was my ability to just figure it out. To go, to like go from a guy who wasn't a point guard to making passes on the move, right hand, left hand, overhand, underhand, scoop, whatever, bounce passes, pocket passes. And he said, I just picked it up. That's savant-like stuff. What you're hoping for from the Blazers is they got more guys that could just make simple passes. And they've done that. Because if you look at these teams over the years, part of the reason they got Larry Nance Jr. was to improve their playmaking. Because CJ, while a good playmaker, 
is a ball stopper. It's hilarious. It's popping up in New Orleans already. I'm getting feedback from them all the time. Like, good God, he stops the ball an awful lot. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Ant naturally keeps the offense greased. Justice Winslow is not a ball stopper. Josh Hart is has a little bit of Norman Powell in him in, in the sense of being a play-ender, but he keeps the ball moving. He is a connector. C.J. Ellaby tries to probably overpass to a fault. Yusuf Nurkic tries to be a playmaker when he's not forcing up offensive rebounds. But you have these younger guys who were also, they weren't AAU superstars. Uh, I remember um, C.J. Ellaby played on an AAU team. I want to say with a group of guys in Seattle. I can't remember who it was. I heard Lamar heard tell a story. So if, if you want uh-huh. uh, I think it was on Richmond's uh, podcast, I believe. Um, but he talked about it. LB was just a guy who was just active, 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 just kept doing things, kept doing things. Greg Brown was a one and done Texas guy who had to play behind the guards. CJ LB was a Washington state kid who wasn't the star on the team. Trenton Watford was a point forward at LSU. He wasn't the star of a, of a, you know, a, a perennial powerhouse team. So you have these guys that are playing this brand of basketball that's different. They play within their role. They know that their yes. role is not a one, a two, or even a three. So what they do is, if they've been doing that from AAU and now they're in the league, you're talking about six to eight years of knowing I have to fit in mm-hmm. without saying I'm going to get all the shots. I'm going to get all the looks. 
guys that can do that, that there's a real quality to that you know like gp2 right now for the warriors perfect example absolutely he, perfect he, he is exactly this he is a he's got his dad's defensive instincts like he is a great one-on-one -on -one defender mm -hmm. he's not a strong offensive no threat so what does he do he's a cutter he will pay, he finds the open guys like he's he's kind of a playmaker he's like a third secondary sometimes with the rotations playmaker for them because he knows that's not his strong side of the basketball and he knows he's got clay he's got steph dre's out there you got kaminga catching lobs now like he knows how to fit in mm -hmm. you've got that with some of these guys what you mentioned ellaby watford these are guys that have had to fit in where they get in and so now you get in the nba and again i'm not telling you this group with dame is like a contender no, but they play but, a brand of basketball that's contagious, and this yes. is why I've always said it wasn't Stotts' system. It wasn't. It wasn't the system. It wasn't the system. It was the personnel. Mm -hmm. You had. You can have one guy who dribbles the air out of the ball, and Damian Lillard has earned the right to dribble the air of the ball because he's an offense unto himself. He's, if not the highest, it's between him and Chris Paul, highest efficiency pick and roll point guard in NBA history, as far as points per possession. It's, it's insane. Uh, so he's earned that He's earned that right. Like he's, I, I, if you're arguing against that, we're just going to disagree. So aesthetically, I get it, blah, 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 whatever. But when everybody else is on board, which I think that's the difference between Dame and CJ versus Dame and Ant is that Ant is a guy whose natural inclination. And we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks is to include others. Like he wants to get more guys involved. So offensively, I think in the long run, that does work out. And if you've got these other guys that you can bring in that are in a culture of sharing the basketball, mm -hmm. I think, and then the roster makes more sense for it, then I think you start to reap those rewards. Yeah. And the, the, again, the, the bottom line of all of this is you have guys who can pass. In the, in the past, you didn't. I, I did not trust, out of all the free agents they have had, they have added to this team. Evan Turner is probably one of the only ones that I trusted consistently make passes outside of the starting lineup. What else was he going to do, though? You know, that's but a that, guy that understood, like, I have to do this. Yes. This is my role. Like, they, the choices were Robert Covington or Aaron Gordon. And one of the reasons why I wasn't thrilled about going away from Gordon was Gordon keeps things facilitating. He keeps the ball moving. He makes plays. Cub makes the, a quick decision. That's it. But things got so sideways by the end, and not to relitigate this, he knew five seconds before the ball hit his hands whether or not he was shooting it because he knew he might not get it back. So that's a long, drawn-out way to talk about how and where this team is now and where they go. They have a very, very difficult schedule. They have the Grizzlies game, the All-Star break. They come back, and it's tough. It is brutal. Then it gets up easier than any schedule in the NBA after that. If the Blazers are going to lose games, it will be an organizational tank, Brandon. There's just no, there's no way. Let's okay, let's so, so, so let's, let's map, pull up exactly what it what it is here, real quick. Map. I want you to map that out. It also should be noted as you pull that up. Um, their away record today went to eight and eighteen. So before tonight, seven and eighteen, obviously. In other words, they are not good on the road. They're a bad road team, and they have double, I think, the amount of road games as they do home games remaining. Yes. That's that's the caveat. That's positive. Now the schedule's not. You mentioned the back end of that schedule being easier. That's fine. And I do think they're going to get the brakes beat off of them against Memphis. Mm -hmm. Going to the All-Star break. We'll see what happens those first six games. But when you get to that back end of that schedule 
And look, like Detroit, you're not going to out-tank Detroit. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to out-tank. I know they just got beat by Orlando by a lot. but it, And they lost hard. to the Thunder twice. It's hard, though, to continue to do that, right? Yes. Like, you keep playing good. You've probably teams. already earned the losses against those teams for any that you have coming up because you do play the Pistons and the Thunder and the Spurs and the, the Rockets all again. So, with all the players we just mentioned, the Winslow, the Nurk, the Hart, the Ant, um, uh, Watford, like, whoever you want to throw in that group, map out how do you organizationally tank because here's the part of this that that frustrates me is i'm rooting for this team to lose i'm disappointed they won this game tonight i don't care how that makes me look but i also love seeing ant thrive and it does make me happy to watch him grow because again i said this in the pregame i think it makes dame feel even better about what they can be next year yeah and that's 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 i think the trade-off is that he's looking at that going you know what maybe this does work so again this is who the Blazers have coming up. Grizzlies, Warriors, me, Grizzlies, and then the All-Star break. Then after the All-Star break, uh, two quick home games against the Warriors, Nuggets, then a four-game trip, Suns, Timberwolves twice, Jazz, home once for the Wizards, and then a five-game trip against the Hawks, Knicks, Nets, Pacers, Pistons. They'll probably go two and three, three and two on that trip, and then five-game homestand. Spurs, Rockets twice, Thunder, Pelicans. And again, Spurs Another five-game trip. This is what matters. Another another five-game trip. trip. Yeah, a lot of games in short span. Two games against the Spurs, home and home. Then Oklahoma City Pelicans again close out with Mavericks and Jazz. So you play the Pelicans twice, beating them. I know it doesn't help your own tank, but it helps them stay out. It's going to be interesting how they manage it, but laying out the organizational part of this is you 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 have to pull Ant's minutes back, and as much as as good as Hart has been, of all the players and how they're playing, Hart is the one I think is least likely to sustain this. Mm. He is shooting out of his mind right now. That's yeah, not normally what he does. Is he still going to uh, be effective in transition? Yeah. Is he still going to push pace and get them easy opportunities? Sure. But he's not going to shoot the three ball like this. That that he'll he'll drop back down. The one I think they need to rest here is actually Yusuf Nurkic, mm-hmm. because outside of him they just don't have size. And those second units are against even bad NBA teams if they have size, which most teams do, will be enough to bother this franchise. Yeah. And I think if you do those two things, it's going to be interesting to see how how much that all plays out. I've seen a lot of questions here real quick. I'm going to get your feedback on this one, Brandon. How much of this are you, do you think, or, or are you willing, or do you want to credit to Chauncey Bellops right now? So this has been a, a struggle for me personally all year. I, I've had a real hard time. Like I, I didn't, I haven't really blamed Chauncey for what the season's been. We've talked about this at nauseum. It's, it's roster construction. We, you and I largely agree on coaching and what it means or doesn't mm-hmm. mean in the NBA. You know, that being said, um, I think when you see a group kind of come together and play well, there's an element of the coach that probably deserves some credit for that, right? That he's keeping things in that locker room on those team flights, that team bus. You know, he's encouraging guys, I think, in the right way. Scheme-wise, I I don't know, because you've got Ant just going off. Like, some of this is just Anthony Simons can't be stopped on the offensive end, and when you got a guy cooking, it tends to kind of lift the rest of the guys up. I'll give him some of the credit. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much it sells me about who he is as a coach in the next four years, his contract, but it's at least encouraging to maybe feel a little positive. 
about him as a coach because I've largely gone most of the year numb to him as a coach because of how bad this team has been. I'm pretty much with you. One of the things that Ant told me on Friday was that I actually basically kind of give me an idea of like what Chauncey has like done for you. Yeah. And basically the idea of being a floor general, how to look at the game and how to watch film differently. Okay. That has been the thing that he said, like he sees the game, like I see the game or I want to see the game. And I think that's probably the thing that I look at the most in the sense of if he's the guy communicating to the guy to get him, to get his basketball IQ up to where it processes faster and faster and faster to where it's kind of funny talking to him as a kid, he ran into things. He ran into things where not that he didn't know, but the processing power wasn't there yet. Whereas now that's kind of coming together. And I think that's really interesting when you're starting to bring in a guy who understands the game as well as Chauncey did as a, as a player and imparting that on Ant, and if he's receptive to it and takes it, I think that's probably the most important thing you can do for this franchise at this point in time outside of getting a high lottery pick. Sure. Um, when Ant referenced that, was he talking specifically about his NBA career? Just it's different than what he had done in Portland? Yeah, no, 100%. One of the, the things okay. that he called out was like how Chauncey has imparted like that kind of wisdom for him here yes particularly in the last six weeks. So I a hundred percent, I give Chauncey credit for that. If Ant's telling us that I'm, I'm going to believe players when they tell you mm -hmm. about coaches. Okay. That is the element. I think that's appealing about a Chauncey Billups yep. is the idea that, that, that expertise can play factors in that way. You know, how he is in in-game management and, and what you go from as a ATOs player. and framing and stuff yeah, like that. Like some of that shit is, you know, whatever, but, that the one it's not a pushback, but like the one thing I would say is, and this is kind of both um, it's a double-edged sword. It's good that he's got Chauncey here now to kind of guide him through this time, right? Mm -hmm. Dame's out. He has nobody getting in his way. The previous regime, I'm not telling you they'd be able to teach him and guide him the way Chauncey is. I wouldn't suggest that, but I would say it was probably a little more difficult given their rotation was kind of set with certain players having to play in front of him. So like the teaching of that isn't there. How often was Ant really running the point for this team last year mm -hmm. versus playing off ball and kind of the guy who was stuck behind Carmelo Anthony. So I, I think some of this is like, you're getting the minutes, you're getting that experience and you're getting to run the team. Plus you've got the former point guard, you know, all-star player who can guide you with, hey, this is how I viewed it. This is how I would dissect them. This is how I would view these particular matchups. Again, Ch Terry can't match Chauncey in that, but Terry's in a whole different situation where it's like, uh, Mello, you, you have to be first off the bench. Yeah. And, and he's playing for his right. job or coaching for his job, I should say. Obviously, yes. But it's, you know, if Ant's giving him credit, then that's, that's a good thing to hear that a young player feels like he's getting the right guidance. Yeah, and that, that was one of the things I really wanted to kind of drive home uh, with him. Uh, and for those that, that are that are just coming in or heard what we're talking about, I talked with Anthony Simons on Friday. Uh, I'm still editing it. I will probably drop it either the day after the surgery or probably Friday. Uh, all depends on, you know, how, how, how many drugs I'm on, to be honest. <laughs> That's kind of where we're at. So uh, for everybody else who also is coming in, we will do a mailbag show tomorrow. 
I'll put the tweet up after the show here. Uh, reply to that. Get them in. We'll record Tuesday afternoon pretty early. Get it done because I've got some stuff to do before Wednesday morning when I go in for my surgery. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. We appreciate you. Love you. Thank you. Um, like, rate, review, subscribe. All of those things help us grow the show. This is the business part of it real quick um, before we get out of here. And, again, if you're watching here live, please subscribe. Help us grow. We're just short of 3,000. What are we at right now? We are at, ladies and gentlemen, 2,845. So we are 155 away from 3,000. That was our season goal. Our season goal with a couple months remaining. And that's why the season goal is now 4,000. 4,000. Step right up. 4,000. What are we going to get? 4,000. Going to get 4,000. Uh, sold. sold. Uh, and uh, even though I will not be around for the pre or post game show on Wednesday, I might be able to work something out to where I can have a guest host come in and I can just push a button, which is uh, I am available to do. Uh, but however, no matter how long I am out, the watch parties will continue to go on. Mm-hmm. So the watch parties are up and active for all the members. Uh, for those that were wondering, yes, I am still going to give away the uh, Nick Patum Nick Patum jersey. And we are just short of 200 uh, members right now. I just looked. We were at 187. Nice. So uh, for those of you worried about um, whether or not you missed out in the initial 200, you did not. So uh, we have 13 more spots right now. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for helping us grow this community, helping us grow this show and everything else here. It has been absolutely awesome. We will get out of here on that again. Uh, you can find us on social media at Danny Murray, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's, jackramsey's at gmail.com. Get those questions in for the mailbag pod because uh, this will Get be them. the last one for a little while. Uh, yep. I don't know how quickly I'm going to come back. So hopefully it'll just be about 10 days, um, but you never know with this stuff. So, uh, yep. again, thank you all so very much. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. We'll get the mailbag out tomorrow, and I'll be back in probably about a week or so. Until then, take care. Talk to you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.